Unfiltered. Broadcasting live from West Wichita in the KQAM studios. It's time for your weekend kickstart with Wichita's number one conservative talk radio host. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 on the AM dial, 99.7 HD4 if you have that smart radio. It's a challenging thing. We have smart technology everywhere. Now we have smart radios as well. If you have the HD radio, you can find us on 99.7 HD4. Also, our friends out in Garden City at 1240 KIUL. Good morning to you. Another weekend. Holy cow. We are moving through this year faster than I think we've ever moved through a year in our life. It is insane. We are almost through July, and yesterday it was 80 degrees. It was not triple digits. It was actually kind of rainy. It was the greatest day ever, and I wish we could just do that again. Now we're going to climb back up into the mid-90s by early next week. Welcome into it. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK on the Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotlines. We have a show loaded up for you like we haven't had in a very long time. Every week's entertaining, but we are loaded with guests today as we are Two weeks away, less than two weeks away from Election Day officially on August 1st across the state of Kansas and for the big primaries that we have for city council races, school board races, and of course the big mayor's race here in the city of Wichita and other places as well. Coming up on the program, bottom of the hour, we have Jared Sorello, mayoral candidate for the city of Wichita. Top of hour number two, Lily Wu, candidate for mayor in the city of Wichita. And at the bottom of next hour, we have current city councilman and candidate for mayor as well, Brian Fry. You've heard him many times on the program. We'll have him on to talk about the campaign as well. So strap in, buckle up, and let's have some fun today here on Kansas Talk. And, of course, your calls are always appreciated at 316-721-8255. But to kick it off as well, yeah, we have guests all show today. And to start it off right out of the gate from District Number 2, City Councilwoman Becky Tuttle. Becky, how are you today? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm great. Just like you, the weather. I'm solar powered, so the sun Ooh. is fantastic. I love to see this. Um, I have the pleasure of doing Wake Up Wichita with Jeff every yes. Wednesday at 7.30. And we were joking, this past Wednesday was the first week that it didn't rain. It mm. seems like we've had this big stream, which we need. We need we the need rain. Yeah, nice. but I do like some sun. But I wish it was going to be 80 and not in the 90s and 100s like we know is coming. Yeah, see, I, I glow in the dark and I enjoy my <laughs> cold weather. So if it's when it's 20 degrees, I'm happy. When it's 100 degrees, I'm not as happy. We share that in common. I grew up in <laughs> Iowa, right? Okay. And yep. I went to college in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm built for cold. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, we're just, I can't believe how quickly the election's coming up. August 1st, it's I, right around the corner. Yeah, it is. It's a week from Tuesday. Um, I know that we're, in our world, we're all counting down. Um, I just checked, it's 107 days to the general election on yes. November 7th. So after we get through August 1st, then uh, many of us will be continuing on and, and pushing for that date. Absolutely. How's the campaign going? It's going well. Thank you. Um, you know, this is a really it's 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 exhausting for sure, because you try and talk to as many people and get out as much as you can. But for me more, it's invigorating because I always try and listen. I mean, that's not something new. You just don't listen as an elected during campaign season. Sure. But during campaign season, there's more opportunities through forums and events and people reach out to you and want to ask your position. And that really does 
excite me. This last week, I had the opportunity to be at three forums for the mayor candidate, Um, two in person and one um, I watched on um, TV, but uh, because it wasn't open to the public. But at both of the in-person events, there were hundreds of people there. Wow. Hundreds of people, standing room only. That's amazing. That fills my soul. I mean, truly, to see that that many people care. Well, it's good to see a little bit of that carryover. I mean, the last off-season election that we had like this, obviously, was the big uh, value-them-both bill. So it drove a lot of people. And uh, we saw a good turnout. We saw, what, like 20% voter turnout in Sedgwick County. So it worked out nicely. Uh, A lot of the, quote-unquote, election experts are saying it won't be quite as big this year. Yeah. And I know the election commissioner said it's been a little slow for early voting. But uh, with so many candidates and with it almost seeming like an actual election season right now with all the yard signs and knocking on doors that people are doing all over, that uh, people are at least aware of it. It's just whether they turn out. Yeah, I'm hopeful that people will. I say all the time that the most precious right we have is our right to vote. And, and truly, blood was shed years and years ago for us to be able to have that right. So I think we should all take it very seriously. Um, I was asked one time if I was queen of the world, you know, what would I do for the day? And and I said within, you know, our country for sure, I would make an election day a holiday. Mm-hmm. We should all celebrate. It should be something that every single person who's able to vote gets out and does. So mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that people will exercise their right to vote on August 1st and November 7th because it's, it's critical. This is a pivotal time for the city of Wichita, and we need to make sure we have the best leaders that we can to move our city forward. Yeah, that is very true. Do you see, uh, as you knock on doors, talk to people out in the community, are you seeing people more interested in the local politics? And I think that they had a bit of a wake up to realize how important local officials are compared to just focusing on Washington, D.C. and the state. I think during the COVID pandemic on when the city's making decisions, the county's making decisions, the school board's making decisions, that maybe they realized, oh, that is something I should pay a little bit more attention to. I think you're exactly right. And and it's true that local politics impact people's lives more than state and national. Yeah. Sure, there, there are things that happen, but the day-to-day operations and functionality of your city is, you know, and most people recognize what we do at the city of Wichita or any local municipality when there's the absence of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you turn on the water and it's not there, or yeah. you can't get to where you live, learn, earn, play, or pray because the roads and the infrastructure isn't good or, you know, whatever it may be, um, public safety, all the things that we do that sometimes people just take for granted. So, you know, hopefully during times of election is when people remember the good quality, effective service that the city provides and they should want leadership to make sure that that continues. That is true. Uh, I know we want to talk a lot about the campaign stuff, but I do want to ask about a couple of things with the city, absolutely, uh, including the uh, ongoing investigation with the Kansas Department of Health and Environment. Have we heard any more regarding the whole contaminated soil from the chemical spill from years ago in the certain part of the I know that's not in your district, sure. but have we heard any more on that, on where the investigation is? And then I know some organizations are starting to offer some more health care coverage or some more health options for screenings uh, for those people that live in that area, because that's This has been a wild trip uh, watching this whole thing unravel. Yeah, and I'm a public health professional. Air and water quality were not my my, um, area of expertise, but worked with people who do. And I was the president of the Kansas Public Health Association for two terms. And so got to see firsthand and work with those people who specialize in water quality. So I became more interested just because... And then I was also asked by some of our city and county electeds and staff if I would participate. So I've been to almost all of the meetings. We were supposed to have one, I think it was this last week, and it got postponed. Um, I'm not as intricately involved as Councilmember Johnson because it's his district or or, uh, 
uh, Sedgwick County Commissioner Ryan Beatty, but from conversations that I've had and questions that I've asked that the Kansas Department of Health and Environment, Sedgwick County, the city of Wichita, and then our fantastic safety net clinics, federally qualified health centers have come up with a plan that they think will get us in the first phase of moving forward. Um, one of the recommendations that I made to my fellow electeds, but also to staff, is that we should also be leaning into other communities who have had incidents such as this. Flint, Michigan, for example, will forever be the most vigilant about water quality because of the experience that they had. And so could we lean into them and see if they had any lessons learned or opportunities for us to to get advice of what they would do differently if they could do the whole experience over again? So the one thing that I can say with complete confidence is that we care the city cares, the county cares, the state cares, and we want to make sure that people's health and safety is the top priority. Sure, that is good. Let's talk about some campaign issues, and I know you're already on city council, Yes, but let's talk theoretical. When uh, If you get back into city council again, uh, what has been a priority for you while you've been on city council, and uh, when you get back on there, what would you like to see continue and focus on as a council member. Absolutely. So infrastructure is something that I'm, of course, very excited about and interested in. Um, I'm kind of the transportation geek on council. I'm the chair of the Wichita Area Metropolitan Planning Organization this year, which is a huge honor. Um, I am very interested and concerned about how, how people traverse around our community. And so I've had the opportunity to serve as chair to build a, repu- uh, a relationships with not only the electeds within our region, but then also at the state level. Um, and also some at the federal, just to make sure that we're advocating for the resources that we need here. So, for example, East Catalog expansion, um, K96 expansion, North Jun- Junction expansion, that's a billion dollars worth of infrastructure. Wow. Yeah. Any community would be excited to have one of those projects, and we have all three almost going on at the same time. The other thing is our water treatment plant, um, BNR, sewage, essentially, that's another billion dollars worth of infrastructure happening. A lot of things going on. A lot of things. Those are legacy projects that I've been excited to be involved in. And and if I'm blessed to be reelected, we'll continue to be excited about. Um, public safety, obviously, is paramount. I come from a law enforcement family, so I understand the importance. And, and, and hearing from people when I'm campaigning and talking with my constituents, but community members, it's one of their number one concerns. Sure. Um, they want to make sure that our police is funded, that they have the training, resources, staff that they need to make sure that they're safe. Same with fire. Um, Also, one of the things that I've been the champion of, and it kind of happened by accident, but I'm super glad I had the opportunity, was for child care reform. We found, I found through a coalition that I had been asked to serve on, that Wichita had regulation that was more stringent than the state, but no one knew why. So I pulled together a group of folks from the state, folks from our child care licensing. The city of Wichita has about 14,000 kiddos that we license, if you will, through our different facilities and made sure then that with safety being paramount, that we were able to get our city ordinance and and along with the county in line with the state. So what that means now more kiddos can have can be able to, you know, have child care. Sure. And and this somebody mentioned to me one time that this was a woman's issue. This is not a woman's issue. This is a workforce issue. This is an economic development issue. If people don't have child care, they can't go to work. So we need to make sure that we're addressing that. So that's something that um, you know, kind of started a champion on accident, but super glad I did. And now I'm working with uh Senator Blazy at the state. Mm-hmm. Um and he introduced some legislation last year. It didn't 
It didn't. The governor ended up vetoing it. I just met with him on Wednesday to have conversations of what should we try and do for this next year. Sure. There's a lot of stuff to unpack there. Let's talk about child care for a second. I'm noticing there's been some businesses, um, some bigger companies across the state that are starting to build their own child care yes. facilities as the organization. So that way the kids are right there on yep. site for many of the workers. Is that going to be the future, do you think, of child care? I think so. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about at the state level. To ha- We call it a microsite. To have a microsite is very complicated. There's lots of regulation. Some would say too much regulation. I'm Probably. not going to make that assumption, <laughs> but that's at the state level. And so if you are Tuttle Inc., for example, and you want to offer childcare, which would be an amazing recruitment and retention strategy for your employees, like who wouldn't want to have their kiddos there on site? I mean, for traveling around, for safety, convenience, everything. But it's it's really challenging. You almost have to build a new facility to be able to meet the state requirements, wow. especially from the fire marshal. And so... Um, just trying to see is is there any way that we can you know keep children safe but is this an opportunity to look at maybe some reform sure. so yes as new industry i know integra it's one of the things that i've had conversations with them about many are, are considering it and i think it's a fantastic option this is another case where i think we need to for child care providers a little bit more red carpet and a little less red tape I like that idea. More red carpet, <laughs> less red tape. That's a yeah. great one. To, that's a great way to look at it for sure. Uh, all the plans that you've been working on, you talked about the infrastructure that you like to focus on with the child care issues, with businesses that are reinvesting. And we've talked about some of the diversity in industries coming here. Is this all in preparation of the city of Wichita, essentially massively growing in population, being kind of the central hub of the nation for people to want to come here? Because right now we're in that nice limbo of We're a bigger city, but yet we still have kind of that small town feel, which is nice. And that's the beauty of Candace and and the way we live here. But it seems like what you guys have been working on, some of the ideas that we've had is the preparation for the city to really explode quite heavily and pretty quickly over the next few years. Yeah, I think, you know, Integra, even though it's going to Bel Air and not to Wichita, I think that's going to be huge because I think a lot of their supply chain will also come here. And we're seeing diversification of our economy. One of the things that I'm very excited about is the medical, the biomed center that's going to go downtown and bring 3,000 new jobs. And that's a a partnership with KU School of Med with WSU and WSU Tech. And I I think that's going to be pivotal. Um, I always say cities can be like magnets Mm -hmm. and we need to attract businesses. We need to attract talent and we need to attract visitors. But to do that, we need to have leadership who are able to make bold and wise decisions. Sure. And so this, I think really, as I mentioned, is a pivotal time for our city that we can get out there and show Wichita. We need to keep our anchor industries here, right? But then we need to get out to the rest of the world and let them know why they should call Wichita home. Yeah, I love it. It's a great opportunity and we're right on the brink of, I think, a lot of explosion here in the city. So it's really nice. We're talking with Becky Tuttle, candidate for district number two, current incumbent for the Wichita City Council. Got to take a break. When we come back, we'll have just a couple minutes left to wrap this one up. Going through the list of candidates today. It's going to be a big show. You're not going to want to miss any of this. 9 to 11. Coming up bottom of the hour, we have Jared Cirillo, candidate for mayor as well. So we have some big stuff going on. Hour number two, Lily Wu, Brian Fry. We'll talk with all of them. If you have questions or topics you want to make sure that we cover, give us a call. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK on the Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotline. There's a lot more to get to here on Candace Talk on KQAM. Stay here.
Welcome back into it. 25 minutes past the hour here on Kansas Talk. Good morning to you. Starting off your Saturday morning. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. We have some legislative issues that we'll talk about, some statewide issues. Governor Kelly, well, she's just doing Governor Kelly things, so we'll cover that a little bit later on the program as well. Right now, we're hanging out with uh, Wichita City Councilwoman Becky Tuttle, District Number 2, going into election season. Uh, you talked about some of the expansion. We've had uh, the new police chief on the program. Yes. We've had the Central County Sheriff on the program many times as well, uh, but they're still struggling to try and get their force up to par uh, right now, which is unfortunate. Um but what have you heard? What are you guys working on as a city with law enforcement trying to up that a little bit and try and get more people interested in law enforcement? Sure. And I want to point out that this is not a Wichita-centric issue. Sure. This is across That's, the nation. Oh, it's a whole nation and thing. And I had the opportunity this last year to go to two national conferences that were, excuse me, a national conference and a state conference that were geared towards elected officials. Sure. And I went to every session that I could that focused on anything with police, police recruitment, diversifying the force. And the unilateral theme is we don't know either, but, you know, let's try and solve this together. So first of all, just for folks to know, it's not Wichita centric Um, within our own police department. I think there are two themes that I hear when I speak to our brave men and women who serve in the Wichita Police Department. And when I talk to Chief Sullivan every other week during our, our catch ups times is that it's money and morale right and so um, we were able to help our fire department to be able to get you know the the resources that they needed to be more competitive with other fire departments along our peer cities Um, and and we will have to to visit that with with our police too it is a labor union issue so not able to Mm. go into other to too many details regarding that at this point unions are another discussion unions are another discussion we'll come back and do that i'll bring i'll come back anytime for that um the other thing is morale and so one of the things that chief sullivan he was telling me during our meeting all of the things that he was doing and i said wow, okay, can you send this to me in an email? And so he put it together um, and just trying to really make sure that our police department knows that they're appreciated, that they're heard. Um, He's still new, so he's just learning the territories he's going as well. Um, But I think as we move forward, and he has a plan, it's not just, okay, let's you know, see what happens. He really does have some strategic initiatives that he would like to implement. And he seems like he caught on pretty quick when he, he got did. here. He did. He really has. I've been very impressed. Um, you know, someone of his caliber, you just hope you can keep them. And he loves Wichita. He's That's a awesome. huge champion for Wichita. He just went to a national conference and he came back and he told me, I'm so glad to be back home. Wow. And that warmed my heart to call it home so quickly. So we were lucky to get him and we will be very fortunate if we can retain him. He's got a lot of big plans and I am optimistic on where he's trying to take law enforcement, trying to find those new recruitments. I know we have some new recruits that just came in here, but like you said, it's a nationwide problem. And I think it's just changing the narrative of relationships with law enforcement and the communities, which has been a focus for a while, even with our past uh, Gordon Ramsay uh, with our chief. But uh, it's it's a work in progress, and I think we're slowly making some gains here. I think so too. I went. I actually went to the latest police academy um, graduation ceremony on Thursday and got to see the nine recruits that just went through the program. I just hope the next time that we have the graduating class, it's double that or triple that. That yeah. should be the goal. And then obviously too, trying to make sure that we retain the police officers that we have right now. We don't want to lose them. So again, I think it's it's going to be financial, but then also morale and making. sure 
sure that they feel supported and have the resources they need to be effective. Yeah. We got about 30 seconds left here, but last message going into election day, what would you like to say to all the voters out there? I just want, as I mentioned before, sorry to be redundant, but I hope everyone will get out and vote. It's so important. Exercise the most precious right you have. The other thing I'd like to say is truly a heartfelt thank you to everyone who has put their name in and filed for election. Um, This is a hard job. It's um, something that is the biggest honor and privilege if you are elected that you will ever have. And, And I'm just really glad there are people who are willing to step up and want to serve. They always say it's always good for someone to try and run for office or be part of that type of process at least once in their life to understand what it actually takes. So it's kind of nice. Becky Tuttle, District Number 2, candidate and current city councilwoman for the city of Wichita. Good luck, Becky. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Great to see you again. We'll do it again soon. We'll take a break here. Bottom of the hour, right around the corner. Jared Cirillo, candidate for mayor. We'll get into the mayor's candidates throughout the program. we got a lot to talk about, a lot to get to. We'll talk about priorities for each of the candidates, what they want to see, what they want to do. And in some of the main hot topical issues here in the city and a heck of a lot more right here on Kansas Talk, Wichita's Big Talk of KQAM. Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Moving through a Saturday morning. Always great to have you along for the ride today. KQAM, 1480 on the AM dial. Also our friends out in Garden City, KIUL, 1240 on the AM dial as well. Covering the entire southern half of the state from corner to corner. And it's always good to have you. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. I want to tell you about my friends over at Napoleon Appliance Repair. Great partners here on KQAM and with Kansas Talk. If you have an appliance going down, I know it's summertime. Don't recommend you use the oven because why would you do that during the summertime like that? But if you do and it goes out, you need these guys. They have well over 30 years of experience. Give Mike and Mike a call and they can handle any of the old school appliances, even some of the new stuff with your refrigerator saying, you're out of carrots. Uh, Doesn't worry. They can help you out at 316-409-1525. Again, 316-409-1525. Check them out at Napoleon Appliance Repair. Also on their Facebook page, Napoleon Appliance Repair, LLC. Check them guys out. We appreciate them very, very much here on the program, and they can help you when you're in a crisis. My ice dispenser is working again on my refrigerator, and that makes me very happy. It's Napoleon Appliance Repair. Go and check them out. All right. Uh, thanks again to Becky Tuttle coming on the program, District Number 2 of the City Council. Uh, we're shifting gears for the rest of the program. A lot of candidates jumping on for the mayor's race as we... Look at the nine candidates for the Wichita City Mayor. That's a lot. And it's awesome. Last uh, Thursday was the first uh, televised debate for seven of the nine candidates. And uh, they've been out talking to individuals across the city. I'm sure that you've seen it or had at your door knocked on. One of those candidates in studio with us right now. Excited to have uh, on the, it's been a while since we've had him on the program, Jared Cirillo. Jared, how are you, my friend? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you on here. How's the campaign going for the last leg here? It's exhausting. Quite honestly, it's exhausting. It's hot and miserable out there, pounding <laughs> the pavement, uh, talking to neighbors, Wichita voters, citizens on their doorsteps, at their churches, at their neighborhood association meetings, yeah. homeowners association meetings. It's impossible to get to everyone, obviously, but um, it's 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 exhausting, but worth it because... I love Wichita. You know, I, I believe I have the experience and the um, the life experiences that are necessary to take on this job. Sure. 
Well, you were on the city council for a short time as well, so you kind of got the inside scoop on how things run for a little bit. Uh, knocking on the doors, are you getting good response, and are you getting more people that are more in tune with some of the local issues as opposed to just, I want to talk about the presidency, I want to talk about yeah. Washington, D.C. or the state? Uh, because I think, and we talked a little bit about this with Becky, but after COVID, I think people started to realize how important local officials are, and are you seeing that reflect at the doors? Not really. I a, a lot of people. A lot of people. Their first question is, "What are you, Republican or Democrat, or how do you feel about abortion?" And I'm I'm perfectly fine with explaining. I'm a Republican. I'm sure. registered Republican. Um, I'm perfectly fine telling people that I respect the sanctity and believe in the sanctity of life. Sure. Um, and am typically against abortion. But you know, I also say City Hall is not going to have any sort of decision making <laughs> power whatsoever right. on the abortion topic. At the same time, um, so y- yes. A lot of people, I would say, uh, what I am hearing most is that a lot of people just are not happy, and they are in tune. They are getting in tune now because they're not happy with the current local government administration. And you're right. You can't call up your state senator or your congressman or the president. You can't call up that person. You can call up your city council member and talk to them on the phone and say, hey, come fix the pothole. Or why is my sewer line broken? Or why does it stink so bad in South Wichita? Why aren't we fixing these problems? These are the elections that you actually have the most power to make change. And I do think we need to make change. Um, we've, We've unfortunately seen in the last four years uh, the relationship between the Wichita Police Department and the mayor's office has been destroyed. You a know, friction there. A That's bit. yeah, it's a lot of friction actually, and um, we've 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 unfortunately seen a mayor who is has shown to be anti-police. And that's a significant problem to me. I'm a strong supporter of public safety. Uh, I believe if we don't have public safety, we don't have a city. You know, we have to start with this topic as number one. Number two, um, we have to bring in a new city manager. It's time. It's time for a fresh face with fresh ideas. The average tenure of a city manager for a city our size is six to seven years. And Robert Layton has been here 14, almost 15 years now. It's time for a fresh face. If you look at um, population numbers, business growth, job development, our population numbers from the U.S. Census in 2020 were dismal, were terrible. Over 10 years, because the census is done every 10 years, right? We grew by 1% in 10 10 years. Wichita grew by 1%. Well, if you if you look at Colorado Springs, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, cities of comparable size to Wichita, they grow by one percent every year, every single year. So what is it that holds Wichita back from attracting people? What is it that continues to cause young people to continue to want to leave Wichita and not focus their priorities here? Um, I think it's a bad leadership thing all around. You know, we've it's not a Republican or Democrat thing to me. It's just an overall bad leadership. We need to get someone in this office who is who's number one knows what it's like to be um, re- real on the streets of Wichita, who hasn't been an elected official his entire career. Right. Um, you know, I've I, I've worked as a journalist my entire life. I've I worked at Cake TV and KFDI Radio. Uh, it was my job for more than 25 years to be a, an unbiased 
watchdog over our taxpayer spending, and um, I've uncovered corruption and misconduct at City Hall with some people who are still in power at City Hall. Sure. So that's why I think we need an honest and um, ethical leader at City Hall who knows what it's like to be real on the streets. Also, I'm funding my own campaign. I'm not going to owe any wink wink favors to anyone after this Um, i'm spending my own money out of my own bank account i planned for this Um, i'm fortunate to be able to plan for this Um, so i'm spending my own money that's why you don't see billboards for me yard signs and things like that yeah so that's amazing uh you talk about the what's holding the city of wichita back and because we are we're seeing we're seeing new businesses come in we're seeing what's nice is kind of the diversity of the workforce right now with some of the tech companies coming in along with aviation other issues as well uh, which is nice but what would you like to see if you were mayor how do we continue to expand the way we need to and like you said retain some of that younger workforce that's here in the city Mm -hmm. i've seen i'm self-employed right now so i work for dozens of different radio stations all over the country providing uh, news weather and traffic i work from home um, and a program that i saw in another city in tennessee is their their city offered a cash incentive to people Mm -hmm. who are remote workers if you i think we need to look into a program that says if you are a remote worker move to wichita come and live in wichita if you stay three years we'll give you a cash incentive that will attract we'll we'll make that money back in sales tax revenue in in overall property tax revenue we'll make that money back I think that's a great program to try and attract people. It's been very successful in another city uh, where I've I've followed that program. That's a great idea that I think we need to try. That's an interesting idea for sure. Let's talk about some of the issues here in the city right now where as we are on, I think, the brink of that explosion, that expansion, that growth that we're seeing in the city right now, uh, we have some issues that have been lingering here in the state. And I think not just in Wichita, but really all over, have been more of a concern. The homeless population, the crime rates, the lack of law enforcement that we're seeing and being able to get new recruits for that. Uh, What would be a strategic way to start addressing some of these issues in the city right now? You know, and I I heard Councilwoman Tuttle uh, just right before me that she talked a little bit about how the Wichita or the police problem is not Wichita-centric, and she's absolutely right. It's a nationwide problem. But because, if I could expand on that a little more, because it is a, a nationwide problem, we have cities, police departments in cities that are basically cannibalizing on each other. They're offering signing bonuses. They're offering higher salaries. And number one, Wichita police officers, uh, starting Wichita police officers, do make quite a bit less than other cities of comparable size. Mm -hmm. We have to look at raising the pay. But I think signing bonuses uh, would be a great uh, way to attract um, police officers, young, when you have young officers who this may be their first real career job, you know, from working at a grocery store or, or whatever, doing whatever, this may be their first real career job. Sure. When they see someone, another city, a few hours away offering a five or a $10,000 signing bonus, that's enticing to them. So sure. what happens is they the city of Wichita trains these police officers and they stay a year or two and then they go, you know, since other cities are offering a signing bonus, they pick up and leave. 
And so we've got to remain competitive with what other cities are doing. Sure. Uh, On the same regard, when it comes to education and even the higher education, could we do more, do you think, of offering some of the trade schools to try and get them into the workforce here or partnerships with like WSU Tech and with some of the high schools around here? Is that an option for the city to try and orchestrate some of those opportunities to give them the experience they need and then give them those opportunities that are right here in the city? Well, I'll use my life experience. Um, I, I started college. I did not finish. I do not have a, a degree. Yeah. I started WSU. I found myself, you know, my life experience was I was living on my own three months after graduating from high school. So I was 18 and living on my own, working a full-time out. job and two part-time jobs. I had to make a decision to either continue school, and which I wasn't doing well in because I was so swamped with trying to keep a roof over my head. Right. So let me get to the point here. Uh, I... I, I I worked very hard in 2021 to try and start up apprenticeship programs for people who not necessarily may not necessarily be able to go to college. They can't afford it. They aren't getting the scholarships. What are the other? So we need to be working with the local trade unions to figure out some good apprenticeship programs because let's face it, electricians, plumber, they make good money. Yeah. And if you, if we, provide a pipeline for them and work with the Wichita Workforce Alliance in providing apprenticeship programs or working with those unions to figure out how we can help fund something like that, sure. that will go a long way in attracting young, skilled workers. Yeah, that's a great idea. We're talking with Jared Sorello, candidate for the city of mayor, uh, for the mayor's uh, for the city of Wichita, the mayor's candidate here, if I can get that one out. Uh, let's talk about a couple issues that have been some major talking points with a lot of callers that I've had throughout the years on their priorities. One of them being one of the food deserts, obviously, yeah. in the city of Wichita. And larger cities have those in certain areas, but the food desert has always been one uh, here, in, here in the city that's been lingering for a while with some yeah. of the grocery stores closing. I think that ties into crime rates. I think that ties into certain communities. But then what can we do to address that? Because... I got to be honest, it breaks my heart thinking that someone's only way to get food at night is to go to the gas station and buy a hot dog off the yeah. roller there. That's uh, not yeah. nutritious, and that's not a long-term investment on keeping the community healthy. And it's expensive. And it's it expensive. Is very yeah, expensive. Absolutely. Um, I, one, of the, one of the ideas that I had that I wanted to continue expanding on and, and look forward to continue to work on um, is Clap Park. Clap Park, and I was proud to get Clap Park Master Plan passed through the council when I served on the council in 2021. One of the ideas that was identified during the Clap Park Master Plan progress process was uh, over three years, by the way, that we did that engagement process was having some sort of bistro, uh, some sort of way to allow people to where they grow their own fresh produce, their sure. own they, their own food. And then give them a little farmer's market, give them a way to sell their own homemade items Mm, and food in a little farmer's market right there at Clap Park. I think that's a great idea that we need to expand on. District 3, which I have lived in my entire life, the southeast side of Wichita. Let's face it, the almost all of District 3 is a food desert, and it's it's really hard on low-income people, elderly people who can't get out especially and may not be driving anymore. Um, I think that's a great idea to continue working on, and I look forward to 
continuing to expand on that yeah. farmer's market idea it's in Platte Park. It's been a little strange that we've had a lot of regulation not allowing people to be able to grow vegetables and, and fruits and stuff we in their have. backyard and then be able to sell it to the community. I mean, obviously that's not going to be the end all save all when we need some establishment to have options but like the fact that we had to pass laws to allow that to happen was a little strange to me yeah in fact i believe i'm not quite sure but i believe there may still be an ordinance on the books for the city of wichita Mm. that basically says you can't sell your own pro if you grow produce in your own backyard you can't sell it. I, I bel- I'm not quite sure if that's an ordinance that's on the books. It, it may be. <laughs> if but, it is, maybe that's something we need to address. Yeah, it, I would definitely address it, yes. Yeah. At the same time, and again, this is not just a city of Wichita issue, but a nationwide issue of homelessness, where yeah. we've seen an increase in homelessness. Why do you think, and what can we do to try to address this one? Well, why, to answer your question, I believe it's because of bad federal policy. Um, You know, we've seen terrible inflationary actions over the last couple of years. Uh, But again, just like the police issue, the homelessness issue is not Wichita-centric either. This is a nationwide epidemic that we're facing. I can tell you what I've done, and I'll, I'll tell you right off the top. I don't have the magic answer to solve our homelessness problem. Sure. And any other candidate who says they do is lying. They don't have the answer either. Sure. I can tell you what I've done in the past, and that is when I served on the council in 2021, I helped support uh, when when an item came up for council. We had a workshop. We discussed the issue uh, with the county. We had a joint uh, meeting with, with the Wichita City Council and, and the Sedgwick County Commission. And I was proud to support a $5 million expenditure from the city's ARPA funding, which is federal pandemic relief funding. Out of the city got 130 some million dollars for that to use over the next four years in 2021. Uh, I supported using $5 million of that city ARPA funding in 2021 to go toward the county's one-stop shop homeless shelter idea, which also includes... uh, solutions for mental health and substance abuse because when we look at it uh, the obvious many 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 times the cause of chronic homelessness is one or of those two or both mental illness or substance abuse so the homeless people will have an opportunity to go right there in one stop one area Uh, in the center area of downtown Wichita and be able to get all of the services they need right in one place. Mm, That's a great idea. I love it. We've got to take a break here. One more segment real quick right around the corner with Jared Cirillo, candidate for mayor for the city of Wichita. As we get ready for the August 1st primary, the nine candidates getting down to two. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. We'll do some more of that when we come back right around the corner here on Candace Talk on the Big Talker KQAM. to it last little bit here for hour number one flying right on by man for kansas talk right here on wichita's big talker kq am we're hanging out with jared cirillo candidate for mayor for the city of wichita as we go into the last couple minutes here uh again it's been i, I feel bad for you guys knocking doors on <laughs> this extreme heat man. This it has, has been, been miserably hot yeah, out there a little bit uh there's been an issue and we've heard the headlines from 
Candace Humane Society, the animal shelters, that 4th of July with fireworks, with the yeah. extreme heat, with uh, people leaving their animals out. There's been a lot of animals being yeah. rounding up in the, the, the animal shelters. Humane Society is saying, we're, we're at full capacity here. We can't deal with this. Yeah. Uh, is that something that we need to start looking at? Absolutely. I think the main problem we have, and number one, no other candidate is talking about this, which concerns me, um, animal control. I do not believe the city of Wichita is handling animal control right, correctly right now. Sure. Uh, we currently have the police department in control or running our Wichita animal shelter. I don't believe the animal shelter is a policing issue. I think we need to get the police department out of running. We need to use that lieutenant where on the on the road, on the street, or in in a better capacity, sure. other than running animal control. Um, you know, and and again, the animal issue is not Wichita. It, it's a nationwide problem as well. Um, I I know that there is uh, they both of them. In fact, the Kansas Humane Society and the Wichita Animal Shelter are almost packed to complete pa- capacity right now. Sure. Um, I want to make sure we're continuing with the no kill uh, way. I I I believe we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to make sure these pets are adopted out. But number one priority with the animal shelter right now is getting the police department out there. We need to hire a. Uh, a director who knows animal control issues and go from there. But animal control is not a policing issue to me. We need to get the police department out of it. Sure. Very interesting. Uh, We're just about out of time here. Last message in about 30 seconds. Last message to voters. And if they want to reach out to you, how can they do so? Um, You know what? Like I said, I'm funding my own campaign. So you're not going to see billboards out there for me. You're not going to see yard signs out there for me. Uh, My Facebook page is public. Uh, You can go and look at all of the posts that I've made. And and I've been critical of Wichita government. Absolutely. That's why I'm pointing out, you know, uh, many of the problems that we have. Um, And, you know, see on my Facebook page that um, uh, all of the topics that I've been uh, wanting to point out. Uh, So that's about it. Like I said, I don't have a website, but I do have my Facebook page set as public. Anybody can go look at it and comment. If you're a member of Facebook, you can comment or reach out to me on Messenger. Uh, But, yeah, that's I look, I look forward to it. You know, I just please don't re- don't delay your return to good, honest government. I'd be grateful to have your support. There it is. Good luck to you, my friend. And hopefully we'll talk to you again here soon. Thank you. Hey, appreciate it. There it is. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two right around the corner. Lily Wu, Brian Fry, more candidates for the city of mayor right around the corner on Kansas Talk on KQAM. Unfiltered. Broadcasting live from West Wichita in the KQAM studios. It's time for your weekend kickstart with Wichita's number one conservative talk radio host. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into it. Hour number two flying right on by for another Saturday morning. What's up? Great to have you along for the ride today. 1480 on the AM dial, the Big Talker KQAM, 99.7 HD4 if you have that smart radio. Also, our friends out in Garden City on 1240 KIUL. Thanks for hanging out with us today on another beautiful Saturday morning here in the great state of Kansas. Can we get back that 80 degrees from last day or two? That'd be awesome, please. Yes. No please. more triple di- Yeah, no more triple digits. I don't need that stuff. That's okay. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK on the Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotlines. We'd love to hear from you. We are rolling through our candidates today, this week and next week. We are loaded going into the August 1st primary. Can you believe it's already here? 
less than two weeks. And I know you guys have been so hard on the campaign trail. Last hour, we talked with Becky Tuttle, city councilwoman, district number two, candidate as well. Jared Cirillo, candidate for mayor in the last half hour. And this hour is no different. Bottom of the hour, we have Brian Fry, current city councilman and candidate for mayor as well. And in studio to kick off hour number two, Lily Wu from, you may know her from the media and now candidate for mayor as well. Lily, how are you today? Good morning. I'm doing really well. Uh, already had two things going on this morning, but excited to be here again. Well, it is good to have you on the program. And holy cow, you guys have been busy. You've been all over the place uh, for sure. I know uh, knocking on doors in the extreme heat, which I feel very bad for. Uh, it's been nuts. But uh, we got to start at the beginning here, coming from the media and then saying, you know what, I'm going to leave that career and jump into the realm of politics. What led you down this road? Well, there's a lot of things, Andy. Um, I'm going to start off with saying this. My parents live here in this community. My mom's a hairstylist. My dad is a cook. So they live here in this community. And I feel this sense of wanting to really give back to this community because 30 years ago, we came here as an immigrant family from Guatemala. Okay. So I learned the community and the language really by being a part of this community. And I feel this sense of gratitude for this, for Wichitans and the city that I feel like now as a 38 year old woman that I can really give back and really fully invest my, all my energy into Wichita. And for the past 20 plus years, I have been investing in this community by being a community volunteer. But now it's the opportunity to also be a real big servant for this community. And I think that that's what we need. We need new leadership and someone who really just wants to serve all of Wichita. Sure. It's been a big one. As soon as you announced, there was a lot of hype, a lot of people that jumped on board and and was excited for you. What's been the response on the streets, knocking doors, talking to people? How have people been responding to you? It's been heartwarming, honestly. What I love most is going door to door and seeing our neighbors face to face. I did that as a reporter, asking those questions, and now it's me introducing myself to people. Um, A lot of folks don't know my full background story of how I've been a Wichita for 30 years, and so that surprises them. And it's a, a lot of really great interactions that I've had, and the support has been just truly humbling. And not only at the doors, but really just the support in general, whether it's the endorsements or people that just believe in change. I am so grateful. And so I'm just chugging along because I really want to work hard for the city of Wichita. Sure. Talk about if you become mayor of the city, what's what's the focus? What's the primary? What would you like to see done in the city right now? Well, there are four things. First and foremost, People are tired of partisan bickering and they're tired of unethical behavior. So my focus will be on public safety, ensuring that we get back to focusing on what core services local government should be focusing on, fire, police, infrastructure. And right now with the police department facing 100 vacancies and 100 more officers eligible for retirement, we need to refocus the efforts on recruitment and retention in the police department. We need to have officers in our department uh, that feel valued. And right now that culture really needs to change. We need to have a better relationship between the mayor's office and the police department and then the police department with the community. So it's a three pronged approach. Um, And then second one is about strengthening our economy, making sure that Wichita becomes that great city that people say this is a 
best city in America to start and grow a business. Mm. So we need to retain our talent, but also attract not only new talent, so new people, investment, uh, but industries into Wichita. And then the third is about restoring trust in City Hall. Obviously, a lot of folks are tired of all the petty partisan bickering. And so what we need is to get back to the basics of local government, be transparent, be communicative, really help people explain how priorities are made. And then last but not least, how are we going to do all of this? Well, we're going to do this by building a very united community. We need to all work together. We're all part of the same team, the same group. It's Team Wichita. We all want what's best for Wichita, and we need that mindset. Yeah, we are, and we've said this before, that we're on the brink of still being a big city, technically the biggest city in Kansas, outside of Kansas City, but yet we still have that small town feel, which is beneficial to us because we can kind of handle things at a local level to, to address issues, but yet we're growing as if we're one of those big competitors nationwide. Um, how do we make that transition? How do we keep that small town feel like that while bringing in new industry, trying to bring in and retain a lot of workforce in the younger generation like us that try and want to stay here in the city of Wichita? You know, when I was 18 years old, I learned the words brain drain, and we had a lot of young people leaving our community. Yeah. And I think that we need to reconnect the dots for people I always say whenever there's an opportunity to meet anyone who's been around Wichita for 30 plus years, I say first and foremost, thank you so very much for investing in my free education because there's no such thing as free. Taxpayers paid for my public school education. I'm a proud product of Wichita Public Schools. I went to East High School, graduated in 2003, and I'm just so grateful for taxpayers for investing in young people like myself and providing me that opportunity. So we need to reconnect the dots for people that there are no such things as as free in life and that it's investments in people. And so young people need to understand that. Then what we need to go back to is understanding that we're all part of a community and a neighborhood. You should know who's to your left and to your right in your own neighborhood. And that's where it starts. That's where the small town feel starts. We need to get back to understanding that we're all much more alike than different. We want what's best. We really want safe streets that that everyone should agree on. We want safety and that we want more economic opportunities for all. And so those are things that we really can agree on. So local government needs to refocus the efforts on those two things. Yeah. Uh, At the same time, as we're growing, we're seeing some of the growing pains that aren't just a Wichita issue, but it's really a nationwide issue with the increase in homelessness population, the increase in crime that we're seeing. Uh, And unfortunately, again, it's not a, a Wichita specific thing, but it's all around the nation. But it's going to get worse if we don't start addressing these as we continue to expand. What do we do to focus on this issue? Well, the homeless situation has been something that has been at the forefront of our minds. Four years ago, when the now current leadership is in place, there were just under 600 people who were homeless. This year, that number has increased to 702. Wow. So obviously, we need some change in leadership because that has increased. Whatever has been going on has not worked. So we need new leadership to bring people together. What I believe is necessary, and as mayor, I want to collaborate more with the organizations that are making a dent on homelessness, the nonprofit sector, the private sector, the public sector, and also the faith community. 
these this is going to take all of us working together to, towards solving the issue and it's not one single solution because we have to remind ourselves these are individuals and many of them are suffering from either a mental illness or a substance use illness and it's going to require individualized attention sure. and so we need to a provide permanent affordable housing where they can feel safe first then you can have wraparound services that can help them with the illnesses because we do have a very compassionate community that cares about individuals. And so we need to remind ourselves that we need to provide that safety for them so that they can get better. Because I, I do believe that when someone feels healthy, they can then move on to thinking about how can I be a contributing member in our community? But if they're ill, that's the first thing that they're going to have to tackle, their illnesses first. Yeah, that is true. You mentioned the faith-based organizations. That's not talked about a lot anymore. And we got to remember a lot of times, and at least historically, the faith organizations, the charitable organizations, the non-governmental organizations were the ones that really did do the majority of the charity in local communities with the assistance of the local government. But they didn't really head it up. I mean, is that the direction we kind of need to refocus again, do you think? I really believe in bottom-up solutions, right? So uh, those grassroots efforts, and they start in neighborhoods. They start in your local churches. They start in those nonprofits that are providing that service for the individual who's suffering. And I do believe that greater collaboration needs to happen, and you need a leader. So you have elected officials right now that could be taking a leadership role, but are not. Sure. So what we need is someone that can be a real collaborator, someone who is a leader, someone who is an ambassador for the city of Wichita that can bring all these factions together to help solve these community-wide challenges. And it's not going to be just one person. And that's what I really want to hone in on. It's going to take all of us, but it's going to take a leader to step up and say, here, you've been working in silos. Let's come together at the table and let's figure out how to move forward together. That's very true. We're talking with Lily Wu, candidate for mayor for the city of Wichita. Let's talk about budget and taxes for a second. I'm a dork. I enjoy that kind of stuff. But if you become mayor for the city, um, there's the questions of property taxes, sales tax rates in the area here, raising taxes for government programs or trying to give tax relief. Right now, we're obviously seeing a 15 to 20 percent inflation rate under the Obama, uh, Obama, the Biden administration. I guess you could cancel one or the other. But nonetheless, what would you want to do when it comes to the budget, tax rates and uh, spending here at the city level? Let me first start off with I'm opposed to tax increases because of working families like my own parents who, again, one works at a major grocery store and my mom is self-employed as a hairstylist. These are working class families, and I'm not about to forget about working class families. And right now, when I knock on doors, people are just tired of everything increasing, whether it's their rent, their food costs. And they're tired of taxes in general. So there's no appetite for increasing taxes right now. And so we need to refocus government on what the priorities really are. We have a pot of money. We have about a $320 million operating budget. 70% of that goes to fire, police, public works. So we need to, again, refocus our efforts, see where there are any inefficiencies and work to become efficiencies and then prioritize because there's only so much money to work off of. And we need to refocus the efforts on the things that really matter. And that is safety and the economy. Yeah, that is true. A couple of the other issues that we get a lot of calls on here on the show is like the food deserts that we're seeing in the city. And we talked about it a little bit with Jared as well. But what would be a solution in your eyes to fix this? Because as I said, it's it's heartbreaking seeing 
feeding people the only food they have access to is a bag of chips and a hot dog at the gas station, which is expensive and extremely unhealthy, which does not lead to a healthy community overall. How do we start getting food and healthy food back into certain communities around here? You know, it really is going to take um, whether it's uh, private businesses, development in those areas to say, I'm going to take a risk. I think people have forgotten that businesses take risks. They're hoping that that community will then say, "Okay, we're going to support it by buying at that store and also making sure that that store is safe. So we need to invest. But as a city, that's not really our job. It's private industry that has to step in. So when there are developments to try to help with providing healthy foods in our communities and providing uh, that uh, minusing that food desert, we need to make sure that they are first and foremost safe. Uh, that is the jo- job of local government, making sure that safety is what's going to be inviting for those businesses to try to start up. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, lot of information. It's great. Lily Wu, candidate for uh, mayor for the city of Wichita. Got to take a break real quick. When we come back, we'll touch on some of the other priorities of a potential mayor here in the city, what we want to see and how we move forward as our ever-growing, ever-expanding city becomes a landmark, I think, for the nation, kind of the main hub in the central of the nation. We'll take a break here. It's Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker. KQAM. Stay right here. Welcome back into it. 23 minutes past the hour. Moving right on through, man. Fastest two hours of radio on, well, radio. Welcome back into it. 316-721-8255 on the Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotlines. We have Brian Fry, candidate for mayor and city councilman, coming on after the bottom here shortly. As we've had him on before talking about city issues, we'll talk about the candidacy moving forward. Right now we have Lily Wu in studio. Let's talk about the campaign trail, knocking on the doors, an involvement. Uh, it, you would think after COVID-19, we would have more uh, focus, I guess, on local elections as opposed to what's Donald Trump doing, what's Joe Biden doing, what's going on in D.C. and even at the statewide level. Uh, but are you seeing that engagement? And I know that early voting is a little bit light right now. The big one we saw about 20 percent voter turnout with the uh, value them both bill last year. But your thoughts, I mean, are we seeing good response and people interested in going out to vote? Okay, so I'm going to start off with this. I made the announcement on April 2nd of this year, which was my 30th anniversary of coming to America, really talking about that American dream that my parents were able to provide me. And I saw a room full of people from all factions of Wichita, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent, unaffiliated. They were all there because they're believing in change in Wichita and good leadership that represents this community. So I was heart, it was heartwarming, really, to see that. So uniting people has always been my mission. Being a bridge builder, a consensus builder, that's who I am. So part of my campaign has been very grassroots because I want to get voter engagement up. We need to all be part of this community, and voter engagement is one of those ways to be civically engaged. So I always really encourage people, get out to vote August 1st. Get out to vote early 
I mean, next week, you could yeah. go to any voting location on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to any of those satellite locations. So it's easy for people to do early voting. Sure. And my favorite question, I have to say this, because people have asked me, are you a, Repu- a Republican or a Democrat? And they just give me these two <laughs> choices. And I say, I'm a proud Wichita because I truly believe that the mayor of Wichita needs to represent all of Wichita. So we need to get back on the things that we really agree on, and that is safety and I'm really proud to have gotten the endorsement from um, Sheriff Jeff Easter on that. And then the economy, making sure that businesses have opportunities for all in our community. And I was uh, just endorsed by the Wichita Chamber of Commerce as well. So those are two very big or- people and organizations that really mean a lot to me because those are my two um, main priorities safety and the economy. Sure. It is. I I like it. It is nice with local elections like this where you're nonpartisan, not a Republican Democrat, because it kind of takes that safety net away from many voters to say, well, they're a Republican or a Democrat, so I already know who I'm voting for. But it makes them actually want to reach out a little bit more, understand the platform, understand the issues, understand the priorities uh, when they're not just are they Republican or Democrat? It makes it a little more challenging, but I think better for the voters when they do turn out. Absolutely. I, I really want to say that you know, my parents live in this community. I want to make them proud. Um, they provided me the opportunity to come to America. Uh, we are legal immigrants that came here in 1993. They sacrificed a lot so that we could be Americans. And I'm a proud American citizen. I'm naturalized, but I'm Chinese by ethnicity, born in Guatemala, but really made right here in Wichita. And that's the story of Wichita that we need to share. It's a story about hard work. It's a story about freedom. And it's a story that really reflects Wichitans. This is a welcoming community. They welcomed an immigrant family. And now a 38-year-old woman is asking you to please earn, I want to earn your vote on August 1st to become your mayor. It is amazing. Uh, I know that the mainstream media, I mean, obviously you've been in media, you've seen how it works on the inside, but on the national level, they talk about a lot of division, identity, politic issues across the country. Do you see that unity here in the city of Wichita? I do. Uh, You know, next week you're going to see my financials come out. And what you're going to see is a community from every single zip code in Wichita, Kansas, has supported my campaign. And that just... Honestly, I just want to say thank you because this whole community has been so supportive of me and the vision for Wichita, which is bringing people together on things that we really agree on and move the agenda forward so that we can get back to making Wichita the best place in America. And don't compare ourselves to other cities, but we are Wichita, Kansas, and I'm proud to be a Wichita. I love it. We're very unique for sure. We got just about a minute left, but last final message for voters to get out on August 1st. And if they want to reach out to you or know what you're doing with the campaign, how can they reach out to you guys? Yes, just go out to lilywooformayor.com. And my name is really simple, right? It's just six letters, L-I-L-Y-W-U. You can reach me also on Facebook. And I just really want to encourage everyone, please just get out to vote on August 1st. Get out to vote. Well, good luck on the campaign trail. As we mentioned, it's been interesting to watch nine candidates narrowing it down to two. And maybe, just maybe, we might see a uh, rented dumpster going to the uh, mayor's house and uh, cleaning house. We'll see how that works out. So, Lily, congratulations. Good luck on the campaign trail. If you do get through, we'll look forward to talking to you again here real soon. Thank you very much, Andy. Hey, appreciate it. All right, when we come back, we got right on the current last half hour. Holy cow, it flies right on by. When we come back, we'll have Brian Fry on, the final candidate for this week. Early voting is happening, like you said. If you do try to early vote right now, then you have uh, you have to go to the courthouse until next week when you actually have the precincts are open across the city as well. So, get out the vote. 
I've got many messages of people saying, wait a second, like you said, are they Republican? Are they Democrat? How do I vote here with my mail-in ballot? And, uh, yeah. And it's nonpartisan. It's nonpartisan. So you get to actually look up and see what their platforms are. We'll take a break. Bottom of the hour news right around the corner here when we come back. One more candidate as we wrap up the last half hour on the home stretch for Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker KQAM. Stay here. Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. I told you, man. I told you to strap in for the program. It has been a whirlwind of a program today, and it's been awesome as we get geared up. You know this is our favorite time of the year, every single year with election season as we cover the elections on the campaign trail, what's happening across the community. And it's a blast to do it right here with you, KQAM. Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 on the AM dial, plus our friends out in Garden City, Kansas. I know Garden City, I know you're hearing a lot of candidates from the Wichita area. I get it. I apologize, but it's a big one here. And what we do here in Wichita does affect the state and for you as well. We will start getting your candidates on uh, as we move through election season as well. So don't you worry, my friends. I'm looking out for you, too. Love you to do that. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. So far on the program today, we've talked with Becky Tuttle. City Councilwoman, District Number 2, and candidate for the 2nd District again for re-election. We've had Jared Cirillo on, uh, mayor's candidate for the city in hour number one. We just got done with Lily Wu. Appreciate her coming on the program very much, which you can find uh, with her website and her information. And I, I know that we're not doing it in a technically city council level, but I still have to play the sounder because he's <laughs> been on so many times. We have to do this. We built this city. There we go. My walk-up music. The walk-out music. There it is. As he's been on the program for years, giving us the updates from the city council, and uh, now candidate for mayor. He's got the get-up on uh, Brian Fry. What's going on, brother? Well, good morning, Andy. Thanks for the opportunity. I always enjoy coming in and talking to you. Now, uh, you said the outfit. Yeah, we've been out this morning walking on walking uh, neighborhoods and uh, helping uh, give away free gun safes. Oh, they're yeah. giving out the gun safes. Yeah. That's a good turnout so, this morning? Yeah, it's fantastic. We had over 400 uh, that we got um, in about an hour. Okay. So wow. people were lined up. They were uh, started at 6 a.m. Uh, for cool. our 10 o'clock start or 9 o'clock start. Uh, wow. So that's amazing. Were, they're pretty nice. You've been all so, over the place. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get back out after this. So. How's the campaign going so far? Are you getting good response at the doors? Great. Absolutely. You know, um, people are very interested in this race because of the last four years. And they're ready for some change, and they're ready for some real leadership, and that's what we're hearing. Uh, they're they're so um, concerned about public safety, they're concerned about their economy, and about moving Wichita forward. Yeah. And so there's a lot of good questions, a lot of good engagement. Um, but yeah, it's it's exciting, right? We got about nine days. Yeah, it's getting down to it. It's hard to believe. Yeah. It's a little bit different chatting with you because being on the city council as opposed to some of the candidates that aren't elected officials right now that want right. to come in. So talk about, you know, obviously your experience on city council right now, what you've done in city council and what you'd like to change or what you'd like to um, continue on with sure. if you transition from the city council seat to the mayor's position. Yeah. You know, I have had the blessing and honor of serving Wichita for the last eight years as a council member for District 5. And with that, I've gained a lot of experience, uh, know-how, and really understand the issues from the budget to the infrastructure to staffing. Um, I've been able to really get a good grasp of the job and what it takes uh, from the nuts and bolts. 
but I've also been able to learn how it's important to listen to your community and make sure that you're partnering and collaborating um, across this city to make it the best it possibly can be. I've always taken this vision of, yes, I'm going to represent my district well, um, but I'm also going to understand how those decisions at that district level might affect across the other districts and neighborhoods, whether it's park issues or road issues or police and fire, you know, it's, you have to take that bigger view. And so I think that's, what's allowed me to be in a better position from being able to hit the ground running, uh, as mayor, there's not going to be any training involved. I'm not going to have to get, um, through that process. There's 17 departments at city, uh, nearly 3000 employees. Um, it takes a while to get into that, knowledge and understanding of what it takes to be a council person and as a mayor as well, even more so. Sure. Talk about as a city councilman so far, some of the priorities that you've had and is it the same priorities that you'd want as mayor when it comes to maybe infrastructure or expansion or investments in certain things, but what have you prioritized as a city councilman? Absolutely. You know, when I first ran eight years ago, I had two main priorities and it was uh, public safety and infrastructure. And those are still to this day, top priorities. Um, in our first term, we were able to add 30 officers to the police force. We expanded the department and added positions, uh, patrol officers. And now we're facing a staffing crisis because we're seeing officers retire. Um, and we've got over 100 vacant, almost 100 vacancies. We just had a graduating class Friday of nine officers. So we're able to reduce it yeah. to 91 vacancies. Hey, we're almost there. Right. <laughs> um, so it's always been a focus on public safety. Sure. Um, that's the bulk of our budget between police and fire. Um, so we have to continue to have that focus. And, and again, the job has changed so much over the last few years. Our, our men and women are dealing with um, more substance abuse, more mental health issues, um, more vandalism, more violence. I mean, the job is just continue to be more and more challenging for them every day. So getting additional crisis intervention training, more support, more resources to be able to deal with these things uh, differently than we've had in the past. It's not the same as when I grew up, right? Law enforcement were guardians. Now they have to be protectors. They have to be mental health professionals. And they're constantly on the defense. And they're constantly on the go. Right now with such a shortage, um, they're having to work extra overtime Mm. and longer shifts and back-to-back calls. And so it grinds on them physically and mentally. So we have to continue to make sure we're giving them the resources, the support, the training, um, the moral support. But it's important that we get more in the pipeline and start developing and growing our own even, working with not only the colleges, but also the high school. We don't have a high school pipeline right now for getting kids. You have to be 21 to be a police officer. So you graduate from high school, there's nothing for three years. Yeah before you can be a law officer, law enforcement officer. Well, Interesting. we have some things that we can do. Community service officers, where there's a support position. Uh, WSU Tech has a career pipeline. We can do something at the high school level, too, to start getting engaged earlier. Along with that, we and we talked a little bit about this throughout the show, is retaining that younger workforce coming out of high school, right. wanting to keep them in here as we continue to grow as a city, not just in law enforcement, but just in the workforce overall. What do you think we need to do to try and retain that? Is it more tech schools? Is it working with high schools with tech schools or maybe WSU Tech or other uh, ways to try and transition them into demands we have in the city right. and then being able to get them right into the workforce here? One of the positive things that came out of COVID, which is a hard thing for me to say, <laughs> 
There's always um, a positive side of right? everything. But we were able to get some uh, federal dollars to help us with uh, workforce training and education. And we've been able to start a couple of programs, one with USD 259 to create a career pipeline in aviation and skilled workforce training. Um, and then we've got another program that we're doing with WSU Tech for healthcare. Um, and so and then we've also been able to support some uh, training and opportunities at some of our nonprofits in sure. Vision, for example. So being able to use those federal dollars to continue to develop pipeline uh, and get people into job skills and some educational opportunities while they're still young so they can get one of these great jobs that this community has and desperately need to fill because we can't afford to lose any more of our young people. One of our top exports is engineering, engineering students. Sure. Yeah, we're training them and then they're going somewhere else when we've got the need here at our aviation companies, our manufacturing companies. So we need to do a better job of making sure that we're growing our own, but then holding on to them. And sure. that goes back to continual training, continual development of the economy. Um, but we've been very actively and aggressively working that. Yeah. You mentioned one of the priorities that you've always had has been infrastructure in the city that, yep. you've, that you've talked a lot about. Uh, is it prepared for, I'm calling it the big boom, where right now we're still that small town city. It's a big right. city, but it's that small town feel. But with the diversity of the industries coming in, the tech industry, the manufacturing industry, the aviation industry, all the stuff that's here, plus all the small business, are we prepared for, or with the infrastructure you guys have been working on, is it prepared for the big boom with that expansion that we're trying to make happen? Right. And thank you. That was the second point that we we're going to talk about in terms of what we've been able to accomplish these last eight years. Uh, another issue that I ran on was infrastructure, specifically water treatment. And our current water treatment plant uh, was built in the 40s. Um, and it's the only one for a community our size. We supply water to 17 area communities, about a half a million people, and as well as all of our industry. But it's the only water treatment plant we have. Yeah. And if there's a boil water advisory or uh, a failure, then everything stops. Sure. And so the new water treatment plant that we're building, and it's going to open on time and on budget late next year, it's got growth potential. Sure. It's, it's being built for future growth in this community. Right now, we average about 75, 80 million gallons of water a day. This new plant will be able to clean 125 million gallons of water a day. So it's built for future capacity, not only for population growth, but also for industry growth. And so we were very um, dedicated to make sure that this new plant's going to meet the needs of not only this generation, but the next several generations. Because Affordable water is what attracts industry, and it's what keeps people here um, because it is one of those precious things that you have to have every day, right? Yeah. So, and if you're not taking care of it, then people are going to leave, industry is going to leave. So this new treatment plant is definitely going to prepare us for a strong future. Yeah. It's mind-boggling to think that we go through 80 million gallons of water a single day. That hurts my brain a little bit. <laughs> and and there are days when we exceed 100 million gallons. That's wild. So That's really wild. Uh, let's talk about, for a second, budget and taxes. Yep. And uh, moving forward, obviously, uh, and you and I have talked about before the you know COVID-19 money that's come in, but moving forward long-term, because we don't usually look long-term with many governmental entities, but tax rates, property tax rates, the budget in the city, what does that look like if you're mayor, and how do we move forward with those uh, prioritizing, uh, keeping it affordable? Obviously, we're having a near 20% inflation under the Biden yeah, administration. Yeah. Uh, how do we keep it livable here in, in the city of Wichita? Absolutely. Um, 
you know, property taxes across taxes across the state are too high. Period. Um, we see it um, in property taxes, sales taxes, etc. And combined with the high inflation, people are hurting, right? And now, Evergy is wanting to increase your utility rates. Which guess what? That's going to get passed down to your municipalities, and so we're going to have to pay higher rates, right. which means we're going to have to charge more. So, um, you know, I think people are strapped; they're tired of it, and we can't continue to can't continue just, you know, throw taxes down and hope that that's going to be the answer. We have to be much more efficient in everything that we do. Um, I come from the private sp- sector. You know, I worked thirty years in business and been able to manage a budget, not only in the private sector, but also in my home, right? I have a mortgage. Yeah. I've got kids. I've got to make sure that I'm paying attention to my budget. So I treat your budget as a taxpayer just like I treat mine at home, just like I do in business. I'm a small business owner as well. And so I've had to be in a payroll, right? These are all things that have trained me and prepared me for making sure that I'm being responsible with your tax dollars. And, you know, we can't continue to just rob Peter to pay Paul. Because that's not going to get it done. We Do you think to. we've done that to a degree at the city level right now? So there's some ideas floating around that I think doesn't <laughs> really make sense when we've got a crisis right now. Sure. Um, we've got a public safety issue with the officer shortage. Yeah. And we've got to address that right now. Everyone keeps talking about, well, 25, 26, and 27 possible deficits. If we don't take care of this public safety issue, no one's going to want to live here. No one's going to want to move their business here because there'll be too much crime. So those deficits that you're talking about for 25, 26, and 27, they could actually be a lot worse. Sure. So we've got the ability right now with a surplus to address the public safety crisis. Make sure we're retaining those 140 officers that could retire at any minute, that we're recruiting new officers and, and making sure that we're replenishing the force. We've got the surplus that we can do that right now, and it doesn't require a tax raise. It doesn't. Re- See, that's the big kicker right there, I think, too. doesn't require the tax raise. No. That's an interesting way to do it. It's Brian Fry. we got one more segment with him. Let's take a break real quick. As we wrap up the program today, as uh, Brian Fry running for the city of mayor, uh, city of Wichita, mayor. I keep saying that on the program today. It's the city of mayor. That's the mayor <laughs> candidate for the city of Wichita. Mayor of Kansas. Uh, mayor of Kansas. That's right. That's what we do. All right. We'll take a break. One more segment right around the corner as we wrap up the program, wrap up our chat with Mr. Brian Fry right here on Wichita's Big Talker KQAM. Lots more to get to. Stay here. Last few minutes of the program. Good golly. <laughs> it's already almost over. The weekend with Michael Brown coming up on the program right around the corner. Make sure to check it out here on KQM and our friends out at KIUL. Right now we're hanging out with Brian Fry. Last segment here. City councilman and candidate for mayor in the city of Wichita. There you not go. the city of mayor. You got it right. That, that's right. I'm working <laughs> on that one. I've been practicing all day. <laughs> Um, knocking on doors right now, yeah. talking to people out in the community. What's one of the biggest or the couple biggest topics or issues that they're bringing up to you asking questions about? What's what's on their mind? Yeah, so it's continuous public safety and uh, taxes, economy. Interesting. Right. Um, this morning, we were out at Range 54, um, which is a gun range locally here, and we were giving away free gun safes mm-hmm. and uh, talking to people as they were coming through. 
uh, and thanking them for protecting their family and keeping their children and their family safe. Um, but it was still top on their list, sure. right? We're doing this because we want a safer Wichita. Yeah. And so I'm sure later as we get out and knock on doors this afternoon, we're going to continue to hear that. People are concerned about the crisis in staffing. And we have tremendously hardworking men and women in the department, but they're burned out. They're tired. Yeah. And they need some support. They need help. And, you know, last year we added more firefighters uh, to the department and got some relief there. And, again, fire is still a critical uh, concern, and we need to keep addressing it. But right now, top on everyone's mind is uh, police and, and violence in this community. Yeah. So. Well, and it's it's not even a Wichita issue, but it's a nationwide issue right. with crime rates going right. up, with homelessness populations right. right now, like you said, with the retainment of law enforcement. Yeah. And Wichita, the state of Kansas in general, right. has been one that always comes up with new innovative ways, really leading and starting right. trends nationwide yeah. to do that. Uh, so it is a focus, I think, for a lot of yeah. people right and, now. And, and Wichita is not unique in this. Every city across the country is facing the same issue with looming retirements and it's hard to be a police officer with all the other challenges, uh, culture wars against, defund police. Right? Yeah. I think this community has always supported our law enforcement, the men and women. And, yeah, you know, there's been some challenges over the last couple of years. COVID didn't make things easy. And then our own department had some texting issues and a couple of, you know, really ugly shootings. Some concerns, yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's, it's a challenge for the department um, in recruiting to that. Um, it's something that we have to stay after, but we can do different things. We can be innovative with pay and benefits. We can supplement with non-commissioned officers to provide support for everything from uh, paperwork to traffic scenes and freeing up officers for patrol. We created the ICT-1 program, which is uh, a law enforcement, mental health worker, and EMT on mental health calls. Sure. So when there's a 911 call to someone in a mental health crisis, instead of sending a squad unit over a police officer, we send ICT-1, getting people the resources they need in that moment so they and can be treated in place. And so much so that we're increasing it from one unit to five Wow. because it's been so successful. Those are the type of things that we continue to do, be innovative. We're adding uh, social workers embedded with our police department to handle more mental health calls. Because those folks are trained, right? They know exactly how to deal with these type of situations where it doesn't always require a law enforcement officer. Free them up to work on crime prevention strategies, right? Community policing. Those are the type of things that we need to be more visible with. Sure. Um, where we're actively trying to find solutions and be preventative instead of reactive. Sure. That is very true. We got just about a minute left here, but last message to voters to get out to vote on August 1st. And if they want to check you out, want to see what you're doing yep. on the campaign trail, how can they reach out Thank to you? Thank you. So our website is votefryefrye.com. Um, that's the easiest way to reach. My cell number is on there, always uh, open and transparent. Uh, I've always released my private cell number. I think it's an important role to have or important position to take as a city council person, sure. as a mayor candidate, to be accessible, open, and transparent. Um, I've been blessed to have great support across this community. Um, we do not have a pack or dark money that's <laughs> helping us. It's very transparent who's on our team and helping. It's been um, just a blessing to see across the community. But uh, the best way to reach me is votefry.com, email, phone number. Happy to answer any calls or questions, but um, we got just a few days, and you can vote now. You can yeah. go early, um, and please do. Turnout for a local primary election is abysmal. 
Sure. And Which means every vote counts. Every does. Every one. Every vote counts. Brian Fry, city council member, candidate for mayor for the city of Wichita. Good luck on the campaign trail last few days, my friend. Thank you. I, I do not envy you going out in this extreme heat for the last <laughs> couple of weeks and uh, doing that. So good luck. And if you get through, we'll talk to you again here real Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Andy. As always, there it is. Show's over. You can unstrap now. Take a deep breath. We just crammed a lot into this last two hours. Uh, podcast will be up in a little bit if you want to hear more of that. Until then, we're back at it for one more week of Candidate. Next week, until then, have a great weekend. This is Candace Talk. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.